0: Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shore. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside with Simon Clark and... Kiri Kermud. And you've been busy this week?
1: <laughs> I certainly have. I caught up with Harry Owens, the president of the Beekeepers Association, and uh, he told me all about their recent conference. Yeah, and
0: what was going on with that? Because, uh, you know, it, these people. there's not that many beekeepers, I suppose, in the Isle of Man, but... I mean, the, the crowds that went there from all oh, parts of it. the UK and Ireland—absolutely
1: fantastic. They had a great success with the conference. They had over two hundred people attend it, and also they had twenty-nine guest speakers. Incredible!
0: It is incredible, and of course, that um, still good news. I hope that, you know that um, we have been varroa-free. I think is the name of, of the.
2: Oh, absolutely! And it
0: causes problems, but uh, that's one thing that the Manx beekeepers uh, have been really, really keen on on keeping. Um, you know that uh, standard up, haven't they?
1: Oh, they certainly have. And Harry was telling me all about the foul brood and and the hornets that have just recently been seen in London and how they've got on to exterminating them as soon as they they found that they were there. And and certainly keep them very vigilant in case anything arrives here.
0: Yeah, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about. Uh, uh, the rumours going around, wasn't it, the Manx rumours about it. maybe there was a bit of shortage of straw on the Isle of know, with the harvest, and I caught up with uh, northern farmer Will McMillan, who's a contractor and the farms a lot of cereal crops up the north of the Isle of at Balakalucas, and he really confirmed that news, um, you know, that uh, the harvest wasn't overly brilliant, and there might be a few concerns later on in the year because it's such a big part of... Stock people, isn't it? Keeping oh, absolutely. The, the feed and, of course, the, the bedding.
1: The bedding, the winters are so long now, it's vital that we have the right amount of straw for keeping them clean and healthy through the winters, but also the corn as well for fattening cattle and, and taking over the sheep through till you know, April, May time now before the grass seems to be coming. It's, it's getting later and later
0: what do you know about the root show it may have a different meaning between my age and yours
1: <laughs> oh no we only know the mellias really we don't tend to do the root show down south much but uh, i heard it was a great success in andrews yeah
0: it usually is a uh, lot of interest in it of course now called i think the the andrews produce show and uh, it just gives the chance, like all these um, shows, to, for people to show the, how they can grow vegetables, flowers, anything goes really. And the, over the years, they've had the, the straw um, making of the like oh. the, the ropes and things like that out of the bedding. So uh, you get more detail if you sit back and listen to Countryside.
3: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. <gasps>
0: Well, a couple of weeks ago on Countryside, Kerry and myself were were talking about uh, the harvest, weren't we, and uh, the rumours, I suppose, about uh, the shortage of straw, maybe, on the island?
1: Yes, I think it's proven to be quite right now after speaking with Will Macmillan.
0: Yes, I went along to Balloclucas Farm where Will Macmillan, one of the uh, uh, big cereal growers on the island up the north, certainly, and to, to get his views on how the harvest went. And of course, in the middle of drilling right at the moment.
4: We're sort of planting winter barley and winter wheat just at the moment. You know, it's nice to get on to at this time of year.
0: Does it get any easier uh, as the years go on? Because I know we talk about on Countryside the the hours some farmers do and the early starts, the late finishes for people with the dairy farms and also people with a lot of sheep, you know, with the lambing times. But... I suppose it's the same for you, uh, so in crops, you've got to go when you can.
4: Yeah, that's right, at the end of the day, you're, you're sort of depending with the weather, really. It's like harvesting or planting, you know, it's if the weather's good, you've got to sort of get on no matter what the time of day, really. But, you know, you can't really do so much when it's raining out in the field, so you're better getting it done while the weather's good, you know. What sort of harvest has it been? I would say, you know, it's only, it's sort of been average, really. You know, it's not been, there's not been any great yields, grain-wise, with a lot of crops, some better than others really. I think probably the big thing is maybe the straw, straw yields are down, and I think there could be maybe a problem. Seem to be gonna be a shortage of straw on the island this year. What's caused that? Has it been the weather when, when it was sown? I think it has been a bit of a harsh year really with the weather for crops. Like last spring seemed to be so wet and cold for so long and it was like a late spring coming through, crops just didn't seem to get away. Even stuff that was planted earlier seemed to just get checked with the weather and then some stuff was drilled later because the ground was so wet and seemingly it sort of got away. And then we had another bad spell of weather towards the end of May and most of June that sort of really knocked crops back a lot. So really they just sort of went to went ahead rather than producing too much straw. So, you know, it's resulting in a small crop of straw on a lot of farms.
0: What about the the quality itself? Because obviously pride ourselves here in the Isle of Man of trying to keep some good quality cereals for local use in the flour mills and stuff. Has that been good?
4: Yeah, like and wheat-wise, I'd say your yields probably on the whole are a little bit down, but on the upside of that, you know, quality is good. And generally, if you have a slightly lower yield, you get a higher protein, so yeah on a whole like the millimetre has been very good quality this year
0: going back to the straw you've got a lot of land to do cereal crops on um you got any spare
4: here no I, i wish i had um no we haven't you know we have had less straw than than on previous years we had probably a few good harvests recently with a lot of straw you know so yeah we have had less bales this year so no we haven't got any we haven't got any spare and you know it may result in you know, maybe people have to bring in some straw from the UK, possibly.
0: With the bringing in of straw, obviously some people might have an odd bit still left over, but, I mean, surely it can't be a cheap exercise bringing it in.
4: No, that's, um, you know, it's one of the downsides of being on an island. Obviously the, the haulage, you know, coming over on the steam packet or that is very expensive. Like, I think it's probably possible to buy straw, maybe at a reasonable price in the UK, but haulage is going to be very expensive you know will make the straw expensive by the time it you know lands at home here you know possibly you know an arctic maybe you know 1200 pound or more to bring in Mm -hmm. which obviously is gonna be a lot you know it's gonna make the straw very expensive but
0: obviously if if everybody's crops have been not as good straw wise you wouldn't think anyone would have any spare though would you
4: no well that's right i think you know over here i I would i would guess straw is gonna probably not be much spare around and there's probably big parts of the UK that are just arable areas with no livestock, and so that there always seems to be a plenty of straw about there, you know.
0: Of course, for for some non-farmers listening, the straw so important because obviously in the winter months, which are coming up, all the the cattle are and the cows dairy cows are kept indoors in in the big sheds, and of course they need some nice fresh stuff to be sleeping on and everything to get the best out of them. Is there any alternatives people can use?
4: Well, I think obviously straw is is the the like the front runner. But I suppose dairy cow wise, there are alternatives for bedding. You know, people use like sawdust or sand maybe in in the cubicles, and there are other products like made out of waste paper and other things available. They would have to be shipped in, but whether that's cost effective to import and straw, possibly that may be a better option.
0: What option would farmers if? if God forbid we didn't have any straw on the island, we couldn't get any, for instance. What would be the only alternative for dairy farmers and, and of course, beef producers?
4: If there was no straw at all, I suppose if you couldn't ship any in, I suppose people would maybe end up having to just um, keep left livestock and maybe try and outwinter some, you know, on some drier ground and get around it that way, you know.
0: So at the end of the day, um, some are exporting now and they'll probably end up more exporting beef animals if, if that was the case
4: yeah like it seems there is um, a quantity of livestock getting exported at present and yeah some people might take that opinion if if straw is too expensive that they may want to run less cattle this winter and maybe export some of stores rather than keeping them and finishing them
0: so what about you when you've finished all your planting what's on can you put your feet up then
4: no not really we're always always busy we've got plenty of jobs on you know so we're always um there's always something around the corner
0: I suppose with the machinery in nowadays you've got to keep it in fairly tip-top condition as well
4: yeah that's right there's always and um, I suppose the more machinery you got there's always some maintenance to do as well and the you know the winter months in amongst other jobs and um, yeah there's plenty to do
0: northern farmer Will McMillan from Balaklucas there telling us about uh, how the harvest has been uh, certainly, from his point of view up the north, and uh, he's a little bit concerned about the straw quantities, uh, as well as many farmers will be. And like you mentioned in there, Kerry, you know the the stock people maybe you know they can sort of get rid of a few and you know to keep the stocks lower, but the dairy people. Mm. got to have it really
1: that's the trouble Uh, a lot of cattle are in-housed for winters now they seem long winters so straw is absolutely vital and um also the corn as well it's um it's very important for people that are fattening cattle for the isle of man meat plant or or even just ticking them through the winter so it's vital that we do get good crops here
0: yeah we're talking about cattle and uh, dairy cows there but what about sheep farmers do many keep them in in sheds over the winter nowadays
1: no don't seem to keep them in anymore lamb time a lot of people will bring them in just for that spell of six or eight weeks but uh, no they're outdoors but this last winter that certainly tested most sheep farmers that horrendous spell of wet weather and a few people did fetch them in then to dry them up so you never know when you need you know the feed and the bed and for such winters like that
0: keep them
3: nice and cozy and
1: absolutely warm,
3: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual.
0: Well, Kerry, you've uh, been educated this week uh, on... The birds and the bees not so much the birds but the the bees because you caught up with a very very experienced man in the world of beekeeping
1: i certainly did they've held a recent conference on the isle of man for bibber which is the the bee improvement association and over 200 members came over to the island to visit and to go around the different hives and also have 29 lecturers came i caught up with harry owens to see how that conference went
5: BIPA is the uh, organisation now called the uh, Bee uh, Improvements and Bee Breeders Association, which has been going since about 1964, and uh, it's gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, they're getting more expertise in bee breeding, which is the aim and object of of it all, and what they're trying to do is bring the... Original bee back into the British Isles instead of all the mongrels that are brought in, <laughs> but we're fortunate as you're well aware of in the Isle of Man, we have no imports whatsoever since before 87, and by that uh, our bees have evolved as the the indigenous bee and they're uh, they're fine and that's why the reason why Beba came back again they were here in 73 and uh was instrumental in in the idea that the indigenous bee through this the director of the river bee wolf cooper in those days who's now long gone and uh from there on they've they've kept up the routine of mm. be improving the native bee and we're lucky we've got the native bee so that's why they homed in us again from all these years back
1: and this conference uh harry went really really well absolutely i
5: hear absolutely wonderful i must say that uh the government wise, the Minister Skelly and uh, Ronan's help was outstanding. They were so helpful to us in, in getting us off the ground. Okay, I mean, they're thinking what they're trying to improve the, the wealth of the island by virtue of introducing people to the island, and they did it exceedingly yeah. well, in my opinion. Plus, the fact the wealth of, of speakers we had.
1: And one in particular was uh, your old friend, Clive yes. Debrain.
5: Clive Debrain, who I saw um, in 1973 when it was, was first held here. And also uh, Robert Munn, who actually came specially again to the Isle of Man after all these years. And we were playing with bees and then (laughs) uh, putting queens uh, on on, uh, air balloons, Met balloons and flying them up in the air on on the end of fishing rods. And uh, yeah, but we didn't do it this year. (laughs)
1: But those weren't just, you know, a fun and games. They were actually real, you know, projects you were doing back yeah. then.
5: We were trying to prove a point, and it, it actually proved it by virtue of the fact we got a Virgin Queen on a, a piece of uh, cotton from my trousers, actually, because we hadn't got anything. We tied it to the set of balloons, let, uh, used my spinning rod, let the line out, and the balloon went up in the air. And then we got kites of, of the drones assemb- assembling round the Queen and, tr- and mating with it. And this was on the Rowney golf course in 1973, yes. and it was perfect. It achieved something which was quite unique in beekeeping history in those days because it was at the embryo stage of, of trying to breed mm-hmm. Queens and trying to discover which way to do it. And okay. as it's happened now, it's much more finite now. It's easy-peasy, one could term it <laughs> as compared to then. <laughs> Plus the fact, at the same time, I set up um, a mating apiary up on the, uh, the sound farm in Craignish, in a little boggy patch there, and I did likewise on the uh, calf and what they had some wise, uh, some, uh, well, some stupid idea that the bees <laughs> wouldn't cross salinated water to mate. We soon proved that wrong.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, what a great experiment. But he spoke very, very highly of the Manx bee. Mm. She's a very special one.
5: Yeah, we are. Uh, unique, actually, by virtue of the fact that it's just happened that we've isolated ourselves and we've been fortunate that nobody's brought bees in. And uh, the bees have just, over the 30 odd years, have evolved as the native bee again. And that's what they really are made up with it. We do morphometry where we measure the wings and angles of the veins in the wings. And you can actually uh, form a graph on it, and it'll prove whether the bees are native or not. And they can actually tell the ancestry of, you know, sort of a mungle bee or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can actually see where they come from. In the grass
1: well these bees not only are they are they very special yeah. but they 're also disease free yeah. now, the three main diseases you tell me earlier, Harry were the varroa mite, mm. the uh, fowl brood, and also the hornet. Tell us a little bit more about that
5: Foul brood is a, is a disease, a bacterial disease that affects the larvae of the bees during their sort of gestation period from a, a grub into the chrysalis stage to to make it explain it more to you know non-beekeepers and that what happens is the bacteria attacks the bee the larvae i should say and it destroys it and it ends up in a foul smelly mess and there's two sorts american and european foul breed and they're both a and you have to eradicate it by virtue of destroying the bees and clearing everything out that is really bad news. And one of the things I, I, I like to always say if I'm talking about bees and particularly about foul brood is anybody that uh, buys honey, irrespective of where they buy it from, Isle of Man or European stuff or American or whatever, if they have the um, containers that they've had the honey in and they, and they wash it thoroughly and everything and then dispose of, it's fine. But if they don't wash it and they leave it hanging around, bees can actually gravitate to it extract whatever tiny substance of honey is in it take it into the hive and if it's got the bacterium it starts off foul brood and that it's absolutely destroys the colonies and you you would have to really cull a heck of a lot of colonies to eradicate it again now the the varroa mite uh, is a uh, a pest that came from the Far East. uh, It's called Varroa destructor. There's five subspecies of it, and this is one of two of the five that is virulent and uh, destructive again. What it does is it it acts like a flea, in other words, it sucks the blood of the bee. But it goes into the the cell of a bee just before it's made, it goes into the sort of chrysalis stage. This one bromite goes in and lays a male egg and three, maybe four female eggs. It's covered up in its chrysalis stage, so it's enclosed within it. The male hatches out, the first one. Then it mates with all the female eggs that hatch out into bromite. And when the actual bee uh, emerges from that cell, it will, if the virus is present, which it usually is, come out without any wings or yeah. one other virus. There's 15 different viruses can be affected. And the bromite makes the, a benign virus virulent, so if, it, if once it starts in the system, yeah, you know, it, it wipes the, the, the... You know, bees fly, so they just die.
1: Oh, my word, it's absolutely and, and awful. And what about the hornet? Yes.
5: Now, the hornet is been introduced into France, etc., and it's gradually spreading through Europe. And this particular insect is just like a big wasp. But our bees haven't got the mechanism to deal with, whereas where it originates from, the bees over there, the hornet goes, it, it tries to get into the hive, they'll attack it and jump on it <laughs> and boil it virtually by surrounding Thank it God. completely. Now, our bees haven't got that, um, the means of doing that as yet. It might have all been a long, long time mm-hmm. to go, but that, and those hornets, are, they will kill the whole colony off. The, the three or four hornets will go in and the bees have got no mechanism. to will sting the bees, kill them off rob all the larvae to feed their own larvae and then they'll take all the honey and destroy the hive completely oh my word
1: so it's so important that we Mm. keep vigilant and make sure that that. especially on the isle of man the the manx bee is very special it Uh, really
5: is we're unique within the world one could tell me that
1: That was Harry Owens, the president of the Isle of Man beekeepers. 200 people came to the
0: island, not, well, as well as the locals. As
1: I, well, I assume so, yeah. but it really was a great turnout. They're absolutely delighted with the success. But they had lots of support from the local people, the ministers, and, and also the governor, which was nice to see them attending, and just seeing how good our bees are. They, you know, They're free from all these diseases, and... And they're able to export them to other countries, which is just fantastic. Yeah,
0: a bit unique. And when you see the popularity of it, when you go to the shows that's happening and you've got the the beehive that you can see into, isn't it? Oh, this is it. And I think it gives uh, people a lot more confidence that, you know, they're just getting on with their daily business, aren't they? This (laughs) is it.
1: But they're they're so important for pollination of all these crops and plants. And, you know, they've got a vital role. And like Harry was telling me that, you know, things would be totally different without them.
0: No, they would indeed. Let's keep keep the bees here on the Isle of Man and the Manx honey.
4: Mm.
0: Well, there was Manx honey on display in Andres last week at the Andres Produce Show. But uh, northerners, of course, and people who go to it regularly uh, will still refer to it probably as the Root Show. Well, I went along to see how the vegetables and all the chutneys and jams and all sorts of bizarre things, I thought... How has the standard been this year? Noel Kringles, good to see you up this end of the island.
6: I'm up this island very regularly, (laughs) which is nothing new. (laughs) And anyway, it's
0: down north. Ah, well, it's different from that side, though, isn't it? It's these sort of things, it's so glad that they keep going, isn't it?
4: Absolutely,
6: and congratulations to all those that have entered the the flowers, the vegetables, uh, the jams, the cakes. Well done. You must remember that everything that's been put on show was first prize in somebody's kitchen. They can't all be winners, so well done to everybody, and well done to the committee for keeping the Andrews Root Show going. It is is actually the whole thing of these uh, community events
3: is the backbone of our island. Roger Phillips, Clark of Tynwald. Yes. This is an experience for you today. It is indeed. It's been fantastic. Uh, my wife and I were very honoured to be asked to open the, the show. I was very intrigued Hi. to find out what a lanket was because where I come from it's not a word that is. I know. And I looked it up in the dictionary, and I couldn't find it. So it's really rewarding to find out what they are and actually see them made now. And for those people who might not know what a lanket is, it's um, a bit of rope that you use to hobble a sheep in order, if it's a leader of a flock, to restrain it from wandering too far. They're illegal now. <laughs> but. Um, old ways die hard here, Nate. There's a little competition among some of the people here to see how fast they can make a good blanket. What's very interesting to see, very ingenious and uh, I look forward to practicing when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show itself, the Andrews Produce show, yes. or us, us Northerners
0: know at the Roots yes. show,
3: it's just full of everything really, isn't it, for the country? It's absolutely wonderful. I mean, just for, to be solemn for a moment, it's the kind of community spirit that keeps these things going is a real asset for the island. It's what makes us strong. My wife and I have been to see the Fur and feather flow show here as well because we keep chickens so we were quite interested in that did you enter any no no uh, we we didn't enter any of our birds who are pets more than any they're not show animals I'm afraid and we were going to enter some eggs in this show but uh, we, they're, they're, they're sort of, with the closing winter coming on coming on they're, they're not laying quite as fast as they have done in the last few weeks so we couldn't that Sarah couldn't get six eggs to look the same so she didn't put any in this year but next year we will and we will put some honey in and Sarah did enter some lemon curds this year which um, didn't get anywhere but on the, nonetheless you know it's it's great it's fantastic and the, it's a very high standard of ex- exhibition well the star of
0: the show the Andreas Prodigy show Justine Moland you congratulations you've come away with the big one thank you <laughs> now tapestries cross-stitches i think it's a cross-stitch isn't it it is a cross-stitch yeah a forest scene with the autumn colors where did you get that idea from or does it come from a picture
2: it's come from a picture from a kit and i just liked it and thought i'd do all different seasons so this is the first of four that will be coming so next year i'll probably do spring yep and see if i can win again well
0: you never know (laughs) must be such an honor because there's loads of vegetables, flowers, jams, everything imaginable at one of these shows. The judges have picked your one out, so it's must be rewarding.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, I think everybody here's got a talent, whether it's uh, grown vegetables, which I did have a go last year at and failed miserably, um, and I can bake the odd cake. And, and of course, flower arranging is uh, something that I leave to Robinsons to do. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think everybody's got a talent, and it's nice that they've seen mine as a a talent that's worthy of the, the best in show. How long
0: did it take you to do? Um, a day or two? Yeah,
2: just a few. It's hard to put into hours, but I would imagine uh, you're probably looking around 300 hours of work.
0: Really? So yeah. months and months of work? Yeah,
2: months. Um, I sit with the television on, do some sewing, and probably put in about, some nights I can put up to about three hours. Once um,
0: if you make a mistake, can you correct it? Yeah. All right. And sometimes
2: <laughs> you can hide it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put a different colour so in. So I try job. and hide
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you've done well. Congratulations.
2: Thank you very much.
0: David Brew, you're the vice chair of the Andrews Produce Show Committee. You've got the honour of talking to us today and telling us what a success this show has been.
6: Yes, it has. I mean, um, a lot of people here this evening. Uh, yeah, and the, the produce has been excellent as well. The entries have been, been very good. The confectionery and the preserves, absolutely excellent. Probably the only thing that's slightly down, and and it's been a trend over the last few years, is the farm entries are, are down in you know, potatoes and the root section, where the root show really get it, got got its name from it was basically an agricultural show. But that's maybe just a sign of the times.
0: Very older generation weaving um, ropes out of straw, the again and things. Yeah. And then you've got the the very lowest classes of Andrew's school up on the wall with oh, grants, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, such yeah. a diverse
6: Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. I, I was just talking to someone today. I've been coming here since I, I was at Andrew's school, five, and uh, putting entries up on that wall. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean... Still it, trying it's to th- win, David, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't win, to be honest. Their writing's probably way better than mine.
0: <laughs> you know, such a... Really stalwart event of of Andris, isn't it?
6: It, it, it is, you know. As a, as I said, I've I've been coming down here, you know, since I was five, and that that's really why I've 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 got involved with it, trying to keep events like this going, you know, because you know I would I would urge younger people to try and get involved as well, because. Without younger people getting involved, you know, there is a danger that events like this in the community will stop. It takes young people to become
0: interested. Well, there's some of the people involved in the Andrus Produce Show or the Root Show, uh, which even when I was growing up, uh, that big parish hall in, in Andrus, where it's always been held and still held there, and the, uh, well, the the popularity of it for the... For the people interested in growing vegetables in particular is still there but a lot of the schools and youth are getting involved in it now uh, and they're going to keep it going i would hope you've never been to it
1: not the andreas one i went to the Sorby one i was absolutely mesmerized by the vegetable items they made into little characters they had different uh, fruits and vegetables all stuck together with mr potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> i think the best one i've seen was a penguin Really? It was really well done out have an aubergine and different carvings of marrow and things. Oh, it's fantastic, it was. they yeah,
0: wonder, do wonders with marrows and cucumbers though, can't they?
1: Oh, they certainly can.
3: Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. There we are. Bees, hay, wheat and barley and anything
0: from the andrew's produce show on this week's countryside uh, we'll be back kerry next week with more so until then from me simon clark
1: and me kerry we
0: we'll see you next week
1: bye bye don't sit in the slow lane join the fast lane right now with shaw's all new super fast plus broadband enjoy more bandwidth amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just 23 pounds 95 per month